Welcome to All Means All. I'm Carolyn O'Hearn. And I'm Sarah Perglosi. We are two inclusive education enthusiasts striving to shift mindsets, challenge the status quo, and open more doors for all students in all settings, all of the time. So welcome to episode 24. Uh, if you guys were able to listen to episode 23, we really dove into the work from Robin Jackson about what motivates us. And so there are these four components, mastery, autonomy, purpose, and belonging um, that we all need as we're learners and as we're engaging in all of the things we do. Um, but some of those seem to pop out and be more dominant. We seem to see um, more of a driving force from one of those or two of those. Um, so we really dove into that. So before we continue into this one, if you haven't listened to episode 23 yet, go back, pause this one, go back to 23, um, and then come back and listen to this one because we're very excited to have a special guest on our episode this week. Um, we have Tracy Wood with us. And Tracy, would you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I am a speech language pathologist in the schools. This I just finished my 12th year at Mount Pleasant Public Schools. Um, it's actually my second career. I did something crazy and had a career and then um, decided that wasn't where I wanted to be in that season of my life. And so I started all over again and um, went to be a speech language therapist completely opposite of what I used to do. And so I've been doing that for 12 years. Uh, a big part of who I am is also the roles. So I uh, am a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a grandma. Um, I have a two-year-old granddaughter and another one on the way. And like, that is my biggest joy right now, for sure, in my life. Um, besides a speech language therapist, I'm also a personal trainer, fitness instructor, and nutrition coach on the side. It's my night gig, <laughs> night and weekend gig. Um, so you know, one of the things I love to do is I love to read. Um, I love outdoors. Uh, lifting weights is one of my favorite things to do in the whole world. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I love um, language and literacy are probably my passions. When I look at my profession as a speech language therapist, what are the things that I love? And even since I started in grad school, language and literacy were the two things that pulled me in the most. So you, we threw out in one of our episodes and on Twitter that we were listening to this other podcast with Jim Knight, who really um, was talking about this content, um, which is why you're here. Can you just let us know what, what excited you about this information? Because you listen to that podcast too, right? Yeah, so I um, had a new role um, this year where I was starting to do some um, literacy support um, with um, other speech language therapists and instructors, um, teachers, and providing some professional development and I was kind of feeling stuck, like the the way we do PD just wasn't working. Um, the kind of the set and get stuff. One, I did not like it. I was bored with it, and um, but I, you know, I was doing some of those trainings, and I saw the blank stares, and I'm like, ah, oh, I got to do something different. And I had already done some training um, with um, instructional coaching and through the impact cycle. And so I got on podcasts and I started listening and um, Susan Daly was doing a podcast. She was a guest. And actually the reason why I was listening to it was because she 
wrote the book, Teach Happier This School Year. And I was like, that's what I need, right? I need to teach happier. Um, and she had all these amazing little nuggets of information, but the one that really stood out to me um, were the different motivators or the um, the will drivers. And I was actually listening to it on the way to work. I had to pull over and start writing the four down um, on the way to work because I was like, wow, this this has changed my perspective significantly. Um, and what it did, it increased my awareness of maybe why I was struggling a little bit. Um, I knew what instantly what my primary motivator was, um, but also it also switched my perspective a little bit with some of my colleagues um, where I was kind of having some frustration, um, some judgment, making judgments on some of my colleagues, you know, uh, why are they so argumentative or why aren't they working hard? I, why don't they want to do this? You know, those kinds of things. Um, it flipped everything for me. Um, and so uh, I just started digging in on that and tried to figure out how I could use that to um, help with those that I was training and mentoring, um, but also for myself. I think it's always interesting because I, I had some similar energy and I know Sarah did too. So I listened to it and then I was like, Sarah, this is a good one. Go listen to it. And she actually took notes for us. So I refer to those notes all the time. So just like how you pulled over, I'm like, oh, thank goodness they're concrete. They're tangible now. Um, but I think the the old adage is you teach the way you were taught. And so we're trying to break that, right? We're trying to teach better and, and really capitalize on those individual differences for learners. But then even for us in, in this realm, it's we try to motivate and inspire on what drives us on our will drivers. Um, so just thinking, you know, the fact that you knew yours right, right away and Sarah knew hers right away and I knew mine right away. But it's funny because when you get up and present or if you're trying to, you know, empower others or like get people really excited about it and they just kind of give you that blank stare, like in the sit and get it's like, ooh, you are not driven by autonomy like I am or you are not driven by mastery like so-and-so. So it's just very, um, it's just very interesting to start making those connections and be like, ah, of course we don't all learn or are motivated the same way, just like our learners do not learn or are motivated the same way. So Tracy, one of the reasons you're here too is we had an opportunity to talk about how you listened to this information, you took notes on it, and then you took it and you implemented it with a group of speech pathologists. So tell us a little bit about how that impacted the training that you were doing, the feedback that you received. Tell us a little bit more. So I decided, um, one, I really wanted to know this with this group of speech therapists that I was doing training with, but not just training with, they're my colleagues that I work with every day. And um, I know there was some frustration on my end. I think they were frustrated. Um, I think some administrators were frustrated. And I thought, you know, let's, let's just figure out where everybody's at. Um, and so before I even started, um, it was one of our last training sessions um, for comprehensive literacy. And I actually went through and explained the different, the four different motivators um, to each one of them. And I, I didn't have them share anything at that moment. I said, just here's the information. While we go through this next few hours, I want you to be thinking about what your motivator is, you know, what is your will driver? Um, and because we're going to talk about it later, I kind of just was like, here's the information. And I just let them sit with it for a little bit. And then 
as um, as we went through, I was trying to be really intentional about some of the questions I was asking them, um, looking for some um, the hidden gems in, in their conversation. Could I figure out what their motivators were mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. by listening to them, um, which is a big struggle for me. Um, so in, in case it's not obvious, autonomy is my big driver. And so um, I often just like bowl over everyone and this is what I want to do and here we go. And I I don't take that time to listen. And so it was really good for me to kind of take listen what they were what they were thinking but also as I planned my professional development that day I tried really hard to make sure that I had all four pieces in there so I was making sure that I had the why in there the who in there the how and the what like those were the four things that I needed to make sure that um I was presenting in this information for them um and then at the end of it I had them fill out a survey where they just had to fill lots of different information, but I had things, you know, what's one thing you learned today? What's your goal for next year? Those basic ones that we throw out in surveys all the time, but I was actually hoping that I would find some more clues to their motivators. And then I also allowed them to tell me what their motivators were. When do you want to let me know what that is? Um, Um, And then at the very, so that was at the end of that day, just so I could gather some information. And at the very end of the school year, we had another meeting where we just kind of came together and collaborated. And we just had a conversation and I was really surprised because this group of speech paths, um, there was a handful of them that were pretty closed off throughout the school year. You know, we would have discussion time and it would be the same people discussing and the rest were just kind of just sitting there and not really participating. And it was the first time in this entire entire school year that I got full participation. Everybody was really excited to share what their motivators were, and they were excited to hear what other people's motivators were. And it was eye-opening to me, for sure. Um, And so when I think about next year, where I'm going to go with that, I already know what their motivators are. I'm already ready for them. Um, And so it'll change how I not just present professional development, but how I work with them every single day. So one of the things you mentioned is it's slowing you down you're being more reflective of how you're interacting with people the types of questions Um, and that's something that Carolyn and I talk a lot about even on our podcast but more so probably off is the power of having those honest questions and then just taking the time to sit back and really listen and not just listen for the black and white but kind of like you said looking listening for those gems of what what are they directly saying but maybe what are their stories telling me as well how do you feel this session was different than your others i know we've talked a lot this year about how do we design professional development so it's not that sit and get but how are you going to take this and apply this in the future and what might that look like next year so um when I designed the, the professional development and for sure for next year, one of the things that I'm thinking about is making sure um, that not only am I answering all four of those questions, but that we get to explore those questions together. So um, when I think about um, the set and get 
piece of it. I got rid of a lot of that, right? There is a piece where I, they need some setting yet, right? Especially those that are into purpose. They need to know the why. I've got to share the research. I've got to give them all the information. But um, those, which I was really surprised by, um, that need the belonging piece, and they were actually the, the speech therapists that were usually the quiet ones, mm-hmm. and they were the ones that needed the belonging, the, the need to be connected. Um, so those are the ones that I need to give time to collaborate. Like we need to just spend some time collaborating together. Um, I need to give them time to um, plan their lessons together. What does that look? Like um, the autonomy person, me, right? <laughs> so like, there's several of us in there. Is like, okay, we're where's the guardrail, right? Mm-hmm. What's the what's the have to? But what kind of really cool things could I do? So one of the professional developments that I did with this group of speech therapists is I actually had them um, th- bring their caseload and bring a handful of students that they would want to implement some of these strategies with. And then I said, okay, now we're going to do it. Like we're going to, I want you to plan, come up with an idea. And I gave prizes, um, you know, and they could vote on who had the most creative idea or who had the, the lesson that they would like to try with their students. That, but really all it did was give um, those with some autonomy piece um, to really like shine like okay I this is a strategy but this is how I would like to use it so here's shared reading but I want to do it this way with my students and here's my really cool lesson plan that I came up with on the fly to be able to do but then for those with mastery you know they wanted to do the how-to finally somebody gave them the how-to right Mm -hmm. and they were able to kind of go through that step by step we're going to work through the lesson plan together um, and you're going to know exactly how to implement the strategy. Um, so it, we we got rid of the set and get. We gave a few minutes of that, but we really had to spend time on each one of those. Um, and that's definitely something that I want to do um, in the future. But also, it's changing my conversations already. I'm working with this team of people, and these this team of people are like, some of my closest friends and colleagues, right? I've worked with them for years. I thought I knew them inside and out and I thought they knew me inside and out. I shared what these will drivers were. I shared these motivators and I said, what do you think you are? You know, let's share them with each other. And it was surprising what everyone's primary one was but I also said give me a secondary one because most of us have another one where we're like "Eh, I'm kind of this one too you know give me that secondary one and what was really interesting about this team is every single one of us either one of our primary or secondary was um purpose Mm -hmm. and that's where it was like Duh, no wonder we work so well together. No wonder this team just loves being together because we're all really purpose-driven. And so that was really good for me too. It's helping me with my conversations. It's helping me with the other teams I'm working on where I can just start asking those questions. Hey, okay, if this is the the curriculum that we're going to try piloting, what happens if we find a different way to do it? Can we add some other things to it? You know, just asking the right questions um, to give everybody a voice. Um, So I also hope to just share this information with other people. Just talking about it, just labeling it, giving it a name, right, is important. 
something that I, I love what you said a little while ago when you were still talking about providing some professional development is, you know, I still made sure I included the what, the how, the why, the who. So, and that's the biggest thing is these wheel drivers don't exist in isolation, right? They're, they're not just by themselves. We're not going to silo them and say, you're only autonomy or you're only mastery. A lot of the information that we do share, a lot of the conversations that we do have with other people, we have to include some of this information. What are the non-negotiables? Where is there some wiggle room so you can do it and put your own spin on it? Why are we really doing it? That's that's Sarah's. Um, I'm I'm definitely an autonomy when I was reading and I was like, oop, that's me. <laughs> I want to know what I have to stick to, but also how can I not do it to the T? Um, but then also knowing who's involved. And so I I just love that you've been able to not only apply it with that PD lens, but also in your conversations with a lot of other people. It's just very interesting to see how it's like popping up in other aspects of your life. I think it's another part that is was interesting to me too, is when I sat down with my team and asked them what their motivators were. And um, like you said, Carolyn, that we, we have a piece of all of those things, right? Like it's not just, we might have one that's a primary, but we're motivated by all of those things. All of those things are important. Um, but also realizing that different personalities. So we have to really be careful not to make assumptions of what we think. We can look for clues, but don't make assumptions of what we think motivates people. Throughout these, this podcast, Sarah and I have been mentioning our favorite words along the way. Obviously mine is yet and Sarah's is why. Um, and just, you know, for kicks and giggles, wondering if you have a favorite word or phrase or idea. So seasons, I think seasons is um, my favorite idea. It's something that um, has taken me a few years to figure out. Um, and But it allows me to offer grace to myself and offer grace to others. Um, and I, I'm not always really good at that. Um, but realizing that we are all in different seasons. So we might be different seasons of life based on the roles in, in our life at that time. We could be in different seasons in our profession. Um, we could be in different seasons of our mental health or spiritual health. Um, so I just think it's really important to recognize that um, wherever you're at, even if you're in a really rough season, it's only limited time, right? And there's going to be a new season coming. There's always a new season coming. And maybe I just find so much um, comfort in that because I love autonomy and I love change and I love new things. But the idea of that there's always a new season coming um, is encouraging to me. Yeah, I think that parallels and aligns really well with yet, which is my word. <laughs> so as you're saying, I'm like, you're right. We're all in different seasons and we're just not all in the same place and we're getting there. And, you know, just because we might be in a, a, a rougher season right now, like it will rotate and something will happen and it'll just be great. So I, I love, love seasons. When you think about your future and the next season of your life, is there anything else from Robin Jackson's work that you'll take with you as you move forward? So one of the things that Robin Jackson has said over and over and over again, and I love this, um, is curious, not furious. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be kind of my motto that I'm going to be trying to practice this year um, because that is when I lose um, 
perspective, when I lose sight of what others might be thinking or feeling and I make assumptions, um, I always go to furious. So um, a friend of mine, she says, sad, not mad, you know, and she always goes to sad. And I'm like, nope, I always go to mad, not sad. And so I'm going to try to flip that for for myself um, and to be spending more time being curious, not furious. And I think that's the only way we're going to get the work done, right? It's the only way we're going to be able to make the changes to the educational system that so many of us want to make. And um, we, I can't do it by myself. I can't, you know, I need to be working with others in a team. And um, if we're struggling to work together, I need to find out why instead of getting mad about it. I love that. And I think sometimes we just naturally are putting out fires and we're run, run, running, and we don't take time to stop and really connect with people and find out what motivates them and why do they keep doing this work. I know people listening to this can't see your face, but you are very excited listening to you when you think about and dream about what is professional development going to look like next year. It seems like it's potentially filled your bucket. Would you say that now that you're thinking in terms of what motivates others more of potentially that servant leader Are you feeling more energized going into the 2023-2024 school year? Tell us a little bit about what this has meant to you in terms of, we all talk about the proverbial bucket, right? I need to have my bucket filled if I'm going to fill other people's buckets. Um, So how has this information kind of reignited some of that for you? You know, so this is actually really, you're you're spot on, Tara. It absolutely has. I'm, I'm just, I'm excited about, the school year already, the next school year, which is weird, right? Like I'm, I was exhausted. <laughs> and when I look at April, so that's when I listened to that podcast and April was at the, you know, the end, you're like just trudging along. Am I going to be able to get through this? Um, but I was starting to feel almost that burnout and I didn't want to be that burnout educator. I really, really didn't. I was, um, but I think it goes back to, also not just understanding my motivator but also other people's motivator but when we talk about a primary one i guess i'm going to go back to the fact of that we all need all four of them and i didn't realize that piece right um and when i looked at what i was missing it really wasn't the autonomy piece if People ask me all the time, why do you like working for Mount Pleasant Public Schools? I get that question often. Why why do you choose to work for Mount Pleasant Public Schools? And I'll say over and over and over, because they let me try new things, mm-hmm. right? They let, they, they let me be a risk taker. Um, and that's not always said about a lot of districts, right? And that's why I've stuck around for as long as I can. But autonomy can't be this, the one thing that keeps me going. We need all the other pieces. And what I was finding towards the end of the year as um, Sarah, you know, we started with a pretty large team and then the team got smaller and smaller and smaller and then COVID hit and the team was me. Mm -hmm. Um, And we built the team back up. And it was then that I found out that I was actually missing belonging Mm. and which is not ever one that I really thought I needed. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not the one I'm drawn to. So I think that's the biggest thing that we all need to realize is that we need all of those things. So if we're starting to feel that burnout or that bucket is getting low, um, take a look at all of the motivators. Which part are you missing? 
is there one that's kind of, <laughs> there's a hole in the bucket and that's the one that's draining out. Um, is that where you need to fill it up? And I think that that's how I'm going to use this information, not just with, um, in my training and working with other um, educators, but also for myself being really aware of how I'm feeling and am I missing one of those pieces that I need to fill up in my bucket. Knowing you personally, Tracy, I've loved watching the growth you've experienced over the last four to five years. It's been so good to watch your bucket being refilled and more so watching you fill the buckets of others. We can't thank you enough for doing the work that you're passionate about but also for inspiring others around you to not only know better, but to do better.